2: Uh they anchor the five, five thirty, six and eleven o'clock newscasts on News Five. And now they are engaged to be married. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Dardis and Sharif Palillo are live in the studio. Good morning, guys.
1: Hi, good morning. You good morning. sneaky kids, you. <laughs> hey, I gotta Surprise! say I was a little bit
2: nervous this morning. We were driving in and I was,
3: you know, listening to your Show about a half an hour ago, and you were talking about how love started with a barf bag. And I was (laughs) I was hoping you were transitioning into us. I really was.
1: We can make any transition. We almost turned around. We we almost didn't
0: make it Uh, to Q102. Oh no! Well,
1: Fridge sent me a a screenshot of your Facebook announcement on Friday, and I I I shot right back to her. I'm like, what is this for real? (laughs) No, because yeah, I was thinking maybe you had gotten hacked or something.
2: Like Like Mike Mike Darter Scott, he found. Her open Facebook and he just went hard wild.
0: Somebody asked if this was an April Fool's prank or uh-huh. you know, some ploy for May or February sweeps, May sweeps, and we said no. It's, <laughs> it's, it was so it's, sweet. it's real when
3: somebody has three kids, three dogs, and a cat, it's true love.
1: Oh
0: man, is that's
3: that her. That's what she is.
1: I didn't just... think anybody'd ever want to date me,
3: like, oh, not marry it. me
1: again. Oh, that's so funny. So you guys have been working with each other since when? April
3: of 2012.
1: 2012.
3: Yeah. And, and you what came from, what, was it St. Louis or Kansas City? I Where? was in Seattle, but I'm an East oh, Coast Seattle. guy. I was out there eight years though, doing mornings like you, mornings and noon out there. And then yeah. I came, I wanted to go back to evenings and I came in and went through the process of interviewing and uh, there you go. Who knew? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, did you like her right away? Did you think, this is a cool chick. I can work with
3: her. You know, I did. And, and what they do is, you know, they don't just bring in one person. They bring in, they had eight people come in and read for this job. Oh, wow. I was the first one in. We had an instant connection on the air. The funny thing is, in the news meeting, she was running around all frazzled, and I hadn't met her yet. And twice. It <laughs> was
1: some
0: force. Twice, guys.
3: She called me Mark. Oh, <laughs> So I impressive. said it, I called him it's Mike, but no, <laughs> I left and went back to Seattle, thinking that. that you know you have to have chemistry with somebody when you work that closely with them, obviously. And uh, I knew that we had that, and I knew that this could be a successful run in Cincinnati on the TV side. Little did I know what we had in store for us. You know, and the
0: funny thing is too, when he came in to test, um, again he was the first one, and I was you know at first not paying any attention, thinking, oh, they're never going to hire this guy. They've got a bunch of others coming in, and The minute we sat down and tested together, we did not do any run through or anything like that. And then, you know, they kind of tape it and send it back to our corporate bosses in New York. And um, I was looking at him when he was on his solo shots and I thought Cincinnati would love him. He's just likable. Not only is he smart and good and he was a former sports guy. So I just think he has a great personality and can kind of ad lib about anything. And in the news business, you know, you need to be able to talk about a lot of different things just like you guys do here and um I just said he's really likable so I gave him my cell phone number and said hey like let's keep in touch and you know I'll kind of keep you in the loop through the process but you know I went to our news director at the time and I just I remember um you know it was between Mike and a couple of guys and I was really pushing for him in fact there was one candidate who worked for our company um on the west coast and i said no no this mike's the guy i could just tell like we were gonna you know click on the air and um thankfully you know we were right now what is your work (laughs) day i thought
1: (laughs) (laughs) now off the air what does your work day look like what do you how do you how are you interacting with with each other what are your work duties how do they
3: Well, it used to be that I would get just an email in the morning. This is maybe three, four years ago. I'd get an email in the morning. Hey, I'm wearing pink today. Hey, I'm wearing gold today. (laughs) Like during the ratings period, sometimes they like you to match a little bit. Uh So that would be our only connection during the day. And then we'd get in and we'd work. What time do you go in? 2.30. We have a meeting in the afternoon and we work until after the 11 o'clock news. So we're finished at 11.30. And every night, there's nobody else up when we're up. So every night on the way home... We'd call each other and just chat about the day or what you're doing tomorrow, that kind of thing. Of course, now it's morphed into something brand new. Now it's, uh, you know, you get up in the morning and uh, I, I still have a place out in Mason. So some sometimes I'll be at her place or sometimes I'll still be at my place. But obviously we talk a lot more during the day and we, we never did that before. And, you know, breakfast or lunch or planning charity events or, or all <laughs> kinds of different station things. It's it's more of a an all uh, involved kind of thing instead of just uh, during the eight hours. Well, I wow. hope
0: though you know our goal is at work we you know yeah we talk we sit literally it's like you two you know we sit two feet from each other not only on set but our desks are just a couple of feet from mm-hmm. each other and uh, but I think at work we try to totally keep it separate and we've said that from the very beginning we in our editorial meetings we don't sit by each other at our Christmas party we didn't sit.
1: Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: By each other, it's, it's just one of those things we want to make sure that we're professional at work. And a lot of times we disagree on different issues or a story that we're going to cover. So,
3: And an example of that real quick is the station management they've known since March but when we made the announcement the other day there were literally people i mean people have been talking about it in the newsroom behind our backs i'm sure but they've been <laughs> of course <laughs> but they've, very nice but they've been I'm very sure. nice and not talked to us about it but anyway when we made the announcement the other day there are a couple of people who had no idea that we were you know we were even together and that's because at the station it's all work and you know it's the same we same way we've always been treating is the same way we're doing it now. Well,
2: you guys know that not just here in Cincinnati, you know, John John, who's on in the afternoon here, and Toria, our traffic reporter, are married. And I remember when they got together and they decided they were going to go public with the fact that they were dating. And I just remember thinking, oh, that's risky, because what happens if they break up? And now they're putting their life out there and they're kind of exposed. Whereas you guys, you know, less of what you do is ad living. you don't put as much of your personal life out there, but because you're so recognizable, how do you go anywhere without being spotted? How did you date
1: without... (laughs) How did that even
2: happen?
0: We literally would leave the city. So unless he was coming over to my house and we were going to watch a movie or something, we would go to Lexington or Columbus or Indianapolis. Because of that, we didn't want to start any rumors, and we didn't at first know where it was going. Although, you know, we have been such good friends for so long that once we decided we're even going to go down this path. Literally, I wouldn't you think, I mean, it was within weeks or months that we knew, okay, this is, you know, we're not young and we're not 20 anymore. You know what you're looking for. I had dated some people um, after my divorce and you just know instantly if you have a connection. Um, you're right though, Jeff, you know, I was probably more so than Mike leery of coming out publicly. I really kind of felt like I never put my personal life out there aside from my kids and talking about being a mom and you know, the craziness of that. I really never talked about my marriage before or my divorce. In fact, people even questioned me on social media as if it wasn't my Facebook page or my Twitter page. Like, why doesn't she ever talk about her husband anymore and things like that? And I don't know. I just kind of felt like, you know what? You just open yourself up to people being mean or other speculation. That's not true. And so, um, but our management and our corporate bosses really felt like, look, it would look like you're hiding something. And so we, Mike and I, And I the looks agreed.
3: we got, you know, even after we went uh, public with our bosses, you know, there's a period between March and now where people out in the public, they don't know. So we'd be out to dinner and you'd get the five different looks from somebody. <laughs> and I think that people's minds can go interesting places. So I think it's important to be transparent, and especially when we knew that this relationship was – going to go to this next level. It's time. And local news is, it's like you're part of the family. And I think letting family members in on what's going on is a good thing.
0: And I will say this, even though I was more skeptical and, and concerned about the public perception, because I, I think we take our jobs so seriously and um, you know, when we're at work, it's all about work. Um, I will say since we announced this on Friday, people have been wonderful to us. I mean, literally, we can't walk into a restaurant or go grab a coffee without people saying congratulations we're so happy for you and i, I really appreciate that people because, love love, yeah and when you have been in a bad place you know a few years ago for me you know and and it's a sad time and and, and divorce is not easy i say it's worse than death because the person you loved you, you can't be with anymore when you're able to find that connection again it is you know, it, it's special. And I wasn't sure that was going to happen for me. You know, when I went through my situation a few years ago, I really thought, well, I might be, you know, a single mom forever. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. So I feel really lucky.
2: It is interesting to me, though, you said something when, when you and I were texting back and forth, you had said, I never really talked about my marriage or divorce before publicly. And I've even had a couple of people say, since they found out you were coming on, uh, you know what, she never talked about her marriage or divorce. Like, at what point in the newscast are you supposed to stop down and say, coming up, we'll have the latest weather forecast. But first, and, let me tell you what's going on to in my be life. with
0: you, it's out of respect, too, for, you know, you know, my ex-husband, who, you know, we are now all friends, and I, you know, have said that, I know it's amazing to people, but last Saturday at my son's uh, basketball game, Mike's on one side of me and my ex-husband's on the other and they chat and, you know, it's so luckily for me, it's all worked out. But out of respect for him, it's like when you're going through the darkest time in your life, I don't think I would want to rub that in anyone's face. And, and, you know, why would I want to Air our dirty laundry, right? I never understand yeah. people of who who do that on social media.
2: Well, and it's not like you have the opportunity to do that. I mean, you know, on a show like this, when there's something big going on in our life, we, we have can, lots of opportunity. Right. Oh, sure, <laughs>
0: yeah. You're on. You're adlibbing for a while. What are we going to go to? You know, break. We're gonna. And, and coming up next, <laughs> we're going
2: to talk about Jen's financial
3: issues. <laughs> You're on for four straight hours talking yeah. about love stories on airplanes and uh, little tidbits <laughs> that are fun. So, Second yeah, date it lends, update. It, exactly. It yeah. lends itself to that. And and obviously we have little brief moments in the newscast where we can let our hair down and have some fun, although I don't have much hair left. Um, but you're right. It may be at a charity event or maybe out at the tree lighting that we do with John John every year. Those are, But the format's so tight, we don't have a chance to talk about our
2: personal At what lighting. point did you know? Because, Cherie, you, you said something about, I, I guess, what, Mike's contract was up and he was thinking about, can you walk us through that? Take so, us to the point where it changed. It shifted. For I'll you. pick it up at the meeting. So in the, on Monday. So go
0: ahead. <laughs> so we, we, we did the tree. We do the tree lighting every year down at Fountain Square. Um, it's the day after Thanksgiving, that Friday night. And we went out um, after it and we, you know, we're talking about Mike was, you know, um, his contract was going to be up and we were talking about um, opportunities he had had and, Um, There was one in Chicago and, and I knew about it and I was trying to be that supportive friend at work, but kind of selfishly, first of all, at work, our ratings were doing really well. We had great chemistry. I didn't want to lose him as a coworker and partner. And also as my friend who I really leaned on him at different points in my, and, uh, and over the last couple of years. And, um, we kind of had this really awkward stare. I said, I really feel like I've taken you for granted you know and and i don't want you to leave and i and we just stared for like i don't know what 30 seconds it felt like forever she had right. put
3: up a wall a work wall for obviously for a long time and just it was all business every time you know with all this this whole me too stuff that's going on now It's like, I guess we were ahead of the game and and we just always wanted to keep it between the lines and keep that professional relationship
2: good. Really respectful. Very respectful. Was she acting aloof? Was she calling you Mark again? She was not. (laughs) No, but (laughs) you (laughs) know, he would
0: sometimes even, you know, he would ask, you know, everybody, people go out after work and stuff. And I was always in the mindset, you don't put yourself in a bad situation. Right. right? But
3: that stare was the first time I saw the ice melt a little bit. (laughs) And I was thinking, wow, there's something there. So we didn't talk about it. The weekend goes by. Monday, we come in, we do the early news. And I said, can I talk to you for a minute? And we go back to a conference room and I say, so that stare the other night, uh, I think we need to do something about that. And she said, what do you mean? That that could be, I mean, we work together. That This could be bad for our chemistry. And I said, I think you and I both know that we need to explore that. And so we did. I, I'm not sure if you were dating that one guy still. or <laughs> you were on the, well, But anyway, she wasn't any longer after that. And, and then we started. And and we were going to wait until, this is funny if you don't mind, we were going to wait until the summer to tell our bosses. And this is a lesson to everybody. Oh my
0: goodness, this, I was so when you, mad when, at him. When you, have your, when, when,
3: when you have your cell phone and you have all of the contacts in there, put last names. I inadvertently, I was trying to text a friend to tell them about a get-together with Sheree, and, and I, I texted one of my bosses.
0: Oh! Yes. <laughs> this was in March,
3: right. and I was going, we were going to wait till the summer. So that's when the cat was out of the bag. And we went in and then we talked to the news director and the general manager and just put it all out. Uh,
0: You know what I will say, though, I think I I am such a worry wart, right? Because you spend, for for me now, decades building your career. And here I am working in my hometown. I just didn't want to do anything to ruin my reputation or risk our jobs. I mean, we both combined have five kids. He has two. I have three. Um, But I will say that our bosses could not have been more supportive. Like, honestly, more so than I ever would have dreamed. I mean, they were basically like... Listen, we love you guys, and personally, we're so happy for you. And then since then, they have been just nothing but supportive. And I think part of it, hopefully, is because at work, we're you know we we're, we're ourselves. We just do our jobs. Was it
2: tough to bring up that conversation? Like, when you had to go to the general manager's office and sit down with <laughs> yeah. the GM and the news director, your heart must have been pounding out of your chest because this could potentially mean a big change on well, Channel 5. I
3: joke with Cherie that her way of dealing with things is not dealing with things. <laughs> so she didn't want to do it. And we told our news director and they had the news director and GM always have to have an open line of communication. And out of respect for the news director, we didn't want him to have this secret that the GM didn't know about. Because what if the GM hears about it from you on the radio or yeah, right. from newspaper or somebody emails after seeing us? So I, I had to kind of beg Sharif for a few days. To go into the GM with me, and I ended up going in alone. By the way, the first time is that when she got mad at you. (laughs) Yeah, right. Which
0: time? Right. Which time?
3: (laughs) The funniest thing is, since we've been together, we haven't had any fights. And when we were just doing the news together, we we went a couple days without talking to each other. Uh, And now we're gonna drive together to and from work. Although, now you really are a couple. (laughs) It's 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 official. But (laughs) but we, yes, it was a nerve wracking experience. And I went into the GM. He couldn't have been nicer. Brandon is his name, and and then Cherie came in a couple days later on her own and went on the record as well. But it's it's a it's a dicey dance, and you just want to make. And I just kept
2: driving home the fact that we were going to be professional and do our jobs, and that's all. That's what we've done. Look at you guys. <laughs> I know. I mean, you're not the only married couple. I mentioned John, John and Toria, and you know, there's another morning show in town where they have been married for Forever. decades, right. and have not just that, but worked together for decades. That's what fascinates me. Listen, I grew up in Boston, so I grew up watching Chet and Natalie, and they're this team. They're no longer together. Chet has passed on. I think Natalie might still be around, but, but uh, so anyway. So he was married, and I don't think she had ever been married. He got divorced. He had had kids from a previous marriage. Mike, if you want to grab that other mic, if it's easier, nice. go ahead.
1: Oh, did it just die? Yeah, that one. That's
2: yeah, funny. No, that thing is falling go out ahead. Of... Sorry. It's a limp mic here. No, feel free. <laughs> and make and, and so please don't record that.
3: Oh
1: that. Happens a lot in this
3: studio.
2: Stop. Uh, no, and if you got to pull up a chair, whatever. Relax.
1: Get comfy. But, like it's uh, a firing squad.
2: But that was such a public relationship in the Boston area, watching this team, because... Uh, He got divorced and then uh, he was co-anchoring with his new wife and they were together. They were the darling of Boston. And then they got divorced many years later and continued (laughs) to work together, which credit to them that they had done it for so long and had such a strong friendship that they were able to do that.
0: We we sort of made the pact from the get go that that's what we would do that if we tried this dating thing and you know, Mike's it's funny because as similar as we are in our work ethic, I think we're very different in maybe our personalities. Mike's kind of take charge. He says whatever he thinks. And I'm that person who kind of keeps it all in. And you have to kind of push me to my limit till I finally say what I think. And um, so, but we had agreed that, okay, if this isn't working out, we're going to be professionals. We've been friends for so long. We can make this work. Or if <laughs> worse comes to worse <laughs> and it well, falls apart, Yeah, who do you Mike's think's going exactly. to get booted? Exactly. Who's going to get booted? The
3: the woman who's been in Cincinnati her whole life oh. and 17 years at WLWT? Or the guy who's only been here six or seven years? I think I knew
2: the answer to that. Damn, I should have taken that job in Chicago. <laughs> right. But,
0: you know what, though? I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, this blew up over the weekend, right? I mean, the New York Times, the Washington Post. I was honestly...
1: Like And are they calling you? I was are getting so getting- nervous. I was like,
0: why do people care about that? Who cares about two anchors in Cincinnati? Well, you don't um, hear about it every day. <laughs> right. right. No, no. Um, I'm flattered that people have been as accepting and, and kind to us as they have. But I think, you know, my kind of message to everybody is, and, and no matter what it is in your life, whether it's a career, a marriage, you know, going back to college, like, just go for it. If you know something isn't right in your life and you, you know, you have to kind of make that really tough decision for me. That's what it was years ago. You know, I knew something quite wasn't right in my life and um, I just feel really lucky that things have finally fallen into place. And we
3: say all the time, this is our little thing that we talk about. We do a lot of sad stories, unfortunately in news and there'll be a time where uh, we'll be reporting on a woman who's coming home in the evening and she's involved in a deadly accident. Mm. And we always say in the commercial, I turn to her and I say, this woman right here got up this morning like everybody else. Got her kids off to school, went off to work. Told her husband that she loves her, and now she's no longer with us. And, and I say to her, "You get one chance in life, and, and if if you have the opportunity to meet a you know somebody you have a connection with and you want to spend time with her, why would you not spend time with this person because of work or because of what people are going to think?" So that's why we went for it. Is you know every day we are reminded that you have to take advantage of life and the opportunities.
1: Yeah. It sounds like he he. Makes it very easy to go through this whole process. Yeah, because
0: I think when I'm weak, when I'm the nervous Nelly, like I was over the weekend, admittingly, and mm-hmm. you know, Inside Edition wanted us to to do an interview, and I'm like, no, 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 it's too tabloidy. I don't want to be a part of it. He's the one who's like, listen. You know, he's. He, I feel like he's stronger than I am. You know, a lot of times emotionally, I'm. I'm definitely the, of he just of the really two of us. he just,
1: it, Yeah, is he just the hmm. grounded one? That's like, hey, we got one shot at this. Why get all worked up? I think out. I'm the Midwest Let's Cincinnati
0: just... person, right? He's that <laughs> East, the East Coast guy. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, see, I worked in Philly, and you worked in Boston. You know about criticism, absolutely. You know about backbiting, and you know yeah. about gossip columnists. Cincinnati is so nice. Yeah, it's a family friendly community, and. The things you deal with here, I've, I've dealt with 10 times worse. So when she gets a critical email, when she gets something on Facebook, I've had it 20 times worse than that. And I tell her, no big deal. Live your life. Just do what you do. Be yourself. You're always going to have people like that. So much easier when you're a dude, though.
0: I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and, and, and women are harder on women, right? Oh, so, God, yeah. But I, again, I'll say, everybody has really been wonderful to us, and, and I'm, I'm honestly shocked by how how much it's been accepted
1: now is that why yeah, it's kind of well known that in the social media world if you kind of want to bury a story you, you release it on friday night <laughs> was that was an it intentional,
0: kind of intentional news cycle
1: what <laughs> it.
3: You know what? Like,
0: nobody's gonna care about this <laughs> yeah. on a friday night you would, you would
3: think that'd be a good strategy but the truth is for the first time since i've been in town we actually got a holiday off together we were off new year's eve and new year's day we didn't get back to work till wednesday and then corporate wanted, you know, you know about corporate and how long it takes to get strategies together. Mm-hmm. It literally took a couple of days before they decided with us how to do it. So it appeared that way. But honestly, <laughs> we didn't do it that way. And then, by the way, it didn't get buried over the weekend. <laughs> the Inquirer did it. Then the AP picked up on it. And then it went everywhere. Oh, it's crazy. Awesome. Oh.
1: Was the picture, was that the actual
3: no. engagement? No, that no,
0: was I was When it really happened, I had... I had literally just worked out, and he, you know, he said, "Hey, will you drive me into work?" Because he was going to have to work that day, and um, I had no makeup on. And in fact, when he did it, it was right in front of the Roebling there along the the banks. It's my favorite Cincinnati landmark, and I was like, "Oh my god." Oh, my God, what are you doing? I'm a mess. I'm a mess.
1: <laughs> like, so what did he do? Walk us through it. What, what, hey, how did we he do t- it? talk
0: about it.
3: Well, there were like five plans, and, and they would all fall through. I was going to do it on Saturday night. What would that be? The 28th, maybe? Exactly. Anyway, I was going to do it on a Saturday night because we had dinner plans downtown, and then I knew that they would peel off, and I could get her down to the Roebling Bridge and do it. Well, then her eight-year-old son had a basketball tournament, so that had to be canceled. <laughs> then, we, then I was going to do it uh, Christmas Eve, but they didn't get the ring set the right way. Anyway, so I was going to do it that Friday night, the, what was it, the 27th? Is that the... It was
0: actually, it was the 28th, I'm sorry. Oh, the 28th.
3: Yep. Well, that Friday night I decided I was going to do it, and we had a business associate of ours call her and trick her into thinking that we were going to talk about something work-related after, after the show for a drink. She was actually off that day, and I was working So I tricked her into taking one car to work and dropping me off. And then she could come back and get me and we could just go out for a drink and drive home. So I drive out to her place. And just before we're going to drive back to work, she turns to her eight-year-old son, Chase, and says, Do you want to go along? (laughs) (laughs) And I I had every candy bar imaginable in my pocket. I was going to bribe him in the other room that you're not going to. Little (laughs) did you know
0: five bucks. But anyway, so I told her we're going to grab
3: a cup of coffee before work and then she's going to drop me off. And she was in a ball cap and sweats and no makeup. And I, she's yapping away in the car on the way down to the banks. And I said, hey, there's this new coffee place. Normally, she'd question me 15 times about why we're going there. But for whatever reason, it all fell into place. She didn't ask a question. We pulled in under the moor line in that uh, garage. We start walking up over the waterfalls where I'm going to do it. And she's yapping and yapping and yapping. And in the middle of a sentence, we get to the top of the steps. And I say, okay, you've been talking for the last 30 minutes. I don't want you to say anything for the next 30 seconds. Oh. And she looks at me and I said, I don't want you to say anything. And she's what's going on. What's going on? <laughs> I said, and then it, it may sound hokey, but I said, this is our city. And I say that because I wasn't from here originally, but we call this our city because we met here. So I said, this is our city. This is your favorite bridge. She has a painting of it in her home, by the way. And I said, and I want you to be my co-anchor for life. Mm. And that sounds hokey, and I would only use that line between the two of us. So when we put it on our Facebook page, this, we, I wanted to say something like <laughs> oh
0: my work
3: together or, you know, partners at work, partners in life, but work thought you know, I really, really love that catchy line that you guys want to be co for life. That's why you saw the little graphic. By the way, said, I love our kids rude.
0: completely made fun of us. Oh, my gosh. Oh
3: they? <laughs> yes. They think it
1: was hokey?
0: They, oh,
3: ca- they just... called it a cringy moment. Yeah, my, my, my
0: 11-year-old, when I got home from work <laughs> last Friday night, he goes, Mom, we saw you on Instagram, co-anchors for life. That's cringy. And then, then my, my almost yeah. 15-year-old proceeds to follow me into the bathroom, and, and he goes, uh, yeah I'm finding out through all my friends you know about your you know you're sharing all of this and then he starts like gagging you know like well, he's then, like he's uh, vomiting I so. have a daughter
3: in college at Miami who's a freshman and a son who's also your son's age by the way 17 uh-huh. junior in high school they like everything of mine on social media always retweeting and all that uh-huh. nothing crickets no- oh. <laughs> and we, we had lunch we with them minutes,
0: our own kids by our own kids but
3: <laughs> hey that's gonna be life that's the way it goes you
0: know what though I will say that luckily our, our kids have been great and that's another big thing it's like the first First comes the, oh, gosh, what are we doing to our careers? And then secondly becomes, how are our kids going to receive this? And mm-hmm. luckily, my my three boys have always loved Mike. I mean, they'd come into the station and they call him Dardis. They still call him Dardis, by the way. <laughs> right. And, and, and he, he has older kids, and they've been, you know, wonderful to me.
3: Since they're older, she's like the fun aunt. <laughs> and I think I'm kind of another male figure in her son's lives. Mm-hmm. And I told him from the get-go, I'm never... I'm never going to be your father or your father is your father, but I'm here for you whenever you need me. And, and I, that's the and I've seen, it. and I've seen the movie with my teenage boy. So when they try to pull their stuff, there's, they try to pull their BS, those three boys. Hey, I saw that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's not going to work. Right. This time.
1: What was that conversation like? Because obviously you've known each other's kids for a long time. How did you tell them that? Oh, you know, but I, we're going to start dating now.
3: She, well, she, you handled the dating part, but when it came to the engagement, I actually with all of the kids individually talked with them and, I had told uh, her prior to prior to I didn't say when because I know that kids can really keep a secret. But (laughs) but I did talk with them all individually and say, hey, you know, I love that. I love your mom. We have this connection. You know that we're going to take it to the next level. So I just want you to know sometime in the next few months Uh or in a couple of days, um, (laughs) sometime in the next few months, I'm going to do this. And they all kind of signed off, including the oldest one, Connor, who's 14. You know, uh, I looked at him kind of like as his mom's protector he was the one I really focused on, you know. Yeah. The younger kids mm-hmm. like me and everything, but it's different. But the the older son, I kind of looked at him like, okay, you can pass the baton now. I'll, I'll take it for you. Mm. And for my kids, I just I kept them in the loop and told them what I was going to do, and they appreciate it. It was more of an adult conversation, mm-hmm. and and they've been great too.
0: My boys, when I told them we got engaged, so after Mike proposed, he had to go into work, and then we were going to kind of celebrate when he got off. And um, I came home and I said, hey guys, I need to talk with you, and they're just kind of staring there, like their their initial thought always is what did we do <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> are we in trouble who messed up this time um and when i told them it was super cute because they just hugged me and they've kind of been all three of them my rock well maybe not the little one but <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not my rock he's trouble um but um it was funny because they were like can we be in the wedding <laughs> you know, which is not gonna happen when is,
1: that? <laughs> when is the wedding well we said n- a date now or- we
3: can you know we can kind of uh talk to you about another little secret so um she's so kind to me that I've got the older kids one at Mason High School and one At Miami, so I wanted to be near my kids every day. So she's actually gonna move out of northern Kentucky, move up to Mason. Oh, wow. Wow. Because because of that, (laughs) we found Mike
0: always makes it like it's amazing and mob That's because it is. (laughs) That's because it is. I always say, are you the mayor of Mason? What's going on? Are you getting kicked back people who live there too? It is. It is amazing. He's the ambassador.
3: Yeah, (laughs) but but the point is, uh, you know, we're building a home up there. We decided on a lot. And because of that, there's a timing thing here probably going to move in in early June so I think before we move in out of respect for all the kids um, we're, we're going to do it probably late May early June and my uh, goal and it's 99% locked away is La Jolla California just the two of us ah uh, on why roof-
0: are you announcing all of this well and then and
3: then drive up the coast Spent four or five oh, days driving that'd be up great. the coast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh, that great. Yes. Have you ever driven uh, nice. up the coast? Never
0: been. Oh. Nope. nope. And I've only been really to San Diego, um, you know, when I was younger. And so I'm really looking forward oh, to it. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Good for you guys. Well, that is exciting. So we'll see. I mean, we've talked about, of course, you know, we have friends or... Family members we want us to are, do it here. We so We're thinking here about here that. And, yeah. You know, even well, this you morning. can have a party here. Right? Yeah. yeah. You, do so you know, when you've done it before, it's like, look, I'm in my 40s. He's in his 50s. I mean, I'm such a younger woman than
1: he is. I <laughs> <Cradle> <laughs> right. No,
0: but you know, when you've done it before and stuff, it's like, uh, I don't know that we want to make a
1: you big deal about it. You don't people going in. Yeah, I'm not and wearing a dress and all that.
2: You do to wear a pantsuit?
1: I'm gonna wear a
0: power
2: suit. A wedding pantsuit. Right.
3: And you know, the first time around. It's like such a big wedding and such a big production, and everybody's got an opinion, and you're dealing with everybody else, and you're not focused on yourselves. So I think this time around we want to very
0: large family. You know, I come from a you know a West Side Italian family, and um, I mean I have nine brothers and sisters, and Mm -hmm. so it it can go on and on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's 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 got to be surreal living your life just in, in a as a known person who is on television. We, in the radio business, used to get off scot-free before social media. There was this... And the internet. There was this, you could create this theater of the mind mm-hmm. on the radio, and, and you could sort of live out this fantasy, and then you could turn it off and, and your live privacy. this quiet life of anonymity and privacy when right. you left. And so we're at the point now where we get busted pretty much wherever we go, which is great to have that feedback from the fans, but when you when you turn to television that's that's heightened you, know, you get so many people i mean i remember just hanging out at starbucks with you one time and it was <laughs> hard to have a conversation yes. because god bless the fans they love you when they want an opportunity to say hello i remember when your house sale made news oh just a god. few <laughs> months ago
0: which by the way it's still on the market so if you'd like to live in northern kentucky give me a call no um you know it is you're you're absolutely right and i always say You know, because my dad called me over the weekend. He's like, what is going on? Why do people care about your, you know, (laughs) getting engaged so much? And um, I love that people, you know, come up and say hello to us because it means they like us. And that's really what we want. But um, I always feel for our friends and family when we're out with them because you feel like it becomes all about you and not the the, the people who you're with. Mm -hmm. Right?
3: Let's be real. And the same thing with your job you would not be making a living and I would not be making a living if not for those people. Right. Because advertisers and they listen and they watch and all that. So I'm respectful of that. And 99.5% of all those folks, they feel like family. They're great. I do the buddy walk with the Q one oh two ladies and that sort of thing. People come up, they'll talk to you for a few minutes. I, I love sharing stories and being real with people every once in a while. Like I'll, I'll never forget. We were at the casino maybe three or four months ago, having a drink Somebody came by and bought us a drink, which was so sweet, but then they just planted themselves. Oh. <laughs> and it was like 20 <laughs> like, well, minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Well and <laughs> I, what do you think? Let's go hang out next week. And I'm like, okay. You know, that, but, but I would say 99.5% of the time, it's, it's just they come in, they say congratulations, they say nice to meet you. Of course, we're going to give them our time because they make us who we are.
1: We wouldn't Uh, have a job. Exactly. And I wish Hollywood would remember that walking
3: around like such snoots. You got people, you're making $25 million a film. Why Mm -hmm. let them into your life a little bit and quit Mm -hmm. acting like it's such a big deal. I I think we
0: both have that same attitude. It's like, so we really, and you know, that's the other thing it is. I know. And I've looked, I've seen a couple of like posts and I've had people say, you know, why would you want to work with someone? You know, what if you guys break up? And, Honestly, I almost look at it the opposite way, that it's not easy to be in our jobs. We're very public people. We do a lot of community work. We get called in at a moment's notice if there is breaking news on a weekend. And so it's actually the opposite. It's kind of nice to have a partner who, like— you know, we have a really tragic. who gets it. We have a, you know, a tragic situation here that unfolded this week where we lost a police officer. It's likely that the funeral is going to be, you know, this weekend. And we don't know details yet. But if that's the case, we're probably going to have to work. And we just expect it where, you know, maybe other people wouldn't. And, and get sadly, that.
3: Friday night when the accident happened with that officer, there was another accident also in Batavia involving a state trooper. And management said, one of you has to stay. This was Friday night, and she had her kids and a babysitter, so I said, I have this, you go. So she left. I mean, if you're not involved with somebody in this business, people say, tell them you're not doing it. Tell them you're not coming in on a weekend. Tell them after the Golden Globes you can't work. But we get that these are the things you have to do, and I always say this. When they stop asking you to stay, when they (laughs) stop asking you to come in on a Saturday, when they stop asking you to come in for a Bengal special, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Then they don't want you to stay. They want somebody else. So. Right. right.
1: We What we do is weird. It's yeah. just, you know, right. it is. It's just weird.
0: It, it is. is. People it, think it's glamorous, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Not so much. Not really that Not glamorous. so much. Well, we yeah.
2: love it. We chose this. Absolutely. Right. Chose and
1: it's this. the big, you know, and I will say this to somebody who comes up to me in the middle of Barnes and Noble and will say, I feel like I know you. And I, sorry, that's, I feel like a creeper. Right. And I'm like, you know what? That's the biggest compliment that I can get. Because that is our job—is to put ourselves out there, to be real. And if you feel like you're, you know me, exactly. Then I know I'm. Yeah, and you know,
0: listen, I will say this: that when social media took hold, you know, a number of years ago, um, if it were up to me, I always say I wouldn't have a Twitter or a Facebook page, or I don't even barely know how to use Instagram, but I have it um, because it feels a little narcissistic. I'm not somebody who really wants to just constantly talk about myself, but I will say now. I welcome it a little bit more because I feel like it's let people see the other side of me on the news. See for you guys, people do get your personality. They know your backstory and, the, and who you are personally, usually in news. They don't know that about us, but I feel like thanks to social media, people know that I'm a stressed out mom or, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't wear makeup 24 hours a day and those sort of things. And I think Hopefully, it's helped people maybe like me even more because well, you, they get to know the real me.
1: Do you want to let our listeners get to know you a little bit even better?
3: <laughs> uh, depends. I have question. I
1: have questions for the best friend game prepared okay. for the okay. two of right. Let's do well, it. Well, that means Cherie, you have to leave the
3: studio oh. for a minute. Okay. Oh, the
1: best friend game. Yes, because I'm oh going to ask Mike. my Mike questions about oh you. Good luck. And then when you come back in, right. we'll see if your answers match his. Okay. Now she's like, Oh crap!
3: If I walk out, <laughs> if I walk out soon, you know there's a problem, Cherie.
2: <laughs> All no, right. this will be okay. easy. I'm kidding. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for another round of the best friend game <laughs> with a special celebrity couple, mm-hmm. Mark Dardis and Cherie Palillo, who are recently engaged. If you're just joining us, they anchor the five five thirty six at eleven o'clock newscasts on WLWT Channel Five here All in right. Cincinnati.
1: We'll start each one of these questions. Mm-hmm. Please answer honestly because we're going to ask her the same questions okay. to see if you guys can. Match your answers. All right. Other than you, who does she think the world's sexiest anchorman is? Other than you. Other than you. Uh, mhm.
3: I'm going to this is this is going to this is I'm going out on the limb here. I think she's always liked Anderson Cooper. Ooh,
1: he's cute. Yeah. I love um, his personality. I, I,
3: I she's always mentioned she kind of likes his look and likes him and you know Okay. Okay.
1: Anderson Cooper. What's the most disgusting thing she does around the house?
3: She leaves, well, this isn't that disgusting, but she, you know, you buy those wipes that you put behind the toilet. Okay. And she leaves the damn top up so they dry out and they're practically tissues within a day. So that's That's one of the annoying habits, I think. That's maddening. All right.
1: What has been her biggest on-air flub?
3: Well, I don't know if she even wants to talk about this, but. Let's not mention the people involved, because I don't want to okay. you know, open this up Keep again. Keep it generic. She had an open mic situation uh, before I got here, where she got suspended for a day or two, where she was having a conversation off air, and it got on air. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like... Happens, it, to, yeah, the happens to the best of Yes.
1: All right. right. If she didn't do TV, what would she do?
3: Oh, that's easy. She would work with animals. She would be a vet. Mm, a vet. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Fifth and final, what is her biggest complaint about you?
3: Hmm. I think that when I drive, um, a lot of times I act like I'm in command and I know where I'm going and then I take wrong turns. Mm. So I, I think a typical guy, I get on the phone or I get distracted talking to somebody in the car and I miss a turn. And she always says... Uh, babe, it's uh you take a right up here. Uh, yeah, I got it, I got it. And then I'll mi- <laughs> then I'll miss the turn.
1: And then you'll miss it anyway. Yeah. All right. I'll go right. get her.
2: All, all right, right so There's I'll... Five questions. Now that Mike has answered all five, we're gonna bring Cherie back into the studio to see how her answers stack up to, wait to hear Mike's nine thirty three, Jeff Jen, Cincinnati's Q102, a special edition of the best friend game. We have two best friends in our studio <laughs> who also happen to be uh, people you know, news five for
1: life. Jeff.
2: Co-anchors for oh, life. Co-anchors
1: Wringy. for life. Exactly.
2: Uh, news five <laughs> anchors, Mike Dardis and Cherie Palillo. This morning, playing a special edition of the best friend game since they, well, like you said, are, decided to be co-anchors for life. Will
0: uh, you be the Dardis now? Uh, actually, the Palillos, right? Oh, Did we decide nice. on that? One? Uh,
2: okay, now. <laughs> Um, on air, she will always be Cherie Palillo, but I—I I, I kind of
0: like the ring of. What Mike if she Palillo? goes?
2: Uh, Good evening, I'm Cherie Palillo Dartis,
1: <laughs>
0: and Mike. I'm Mike
2: Dartis Palillo. I think that's when the viewers oh. start to say, "Okay, okay we're, we're done. Sick of you guys. <laughs> this is enough." Yep. Yeah.
1: It is kind of I'd fun. Be though, sick of the, us too. The five yeah. o'clock news with the Dartises. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this gosh. is kind of fun. All right, so we've asked him five questions. Okay. And usually, we give money to our best friend game contestants. <laughs> what we'll do? <laughs> what will do Did you just is, give me a cup of coffee to go. You know what? Why don't we donate the money to your favorite
3: charity? Yay. Okay.
1: All right. That sounds yeah. good. So you'll have to just decide. And I have to completely
3: shut up or can I?
1: You have to completely oh. shut up. Well, you can't give her. Hard, you can't Mike. lead her.
3: Can I on the first In one? On the first one, can I lead her? No. On okay. Never mind. <laughs> Be quiet. Can cool. you tell right. he's a
1: control freak? Yeah, oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, we've kind of gotten the same sense from you a bit too. So. Where did he learn
2: that
3: yeah. from? You Notice know, who he talks
2: must? first on every question, by the way. Not <laughs> right. me. So, if you're just joining us, uh, we asked Mike a series of questions about Cherie, and we're going to see how her answers stack up to Mike's. The first mm-hmm. question is worth $10. Other
1: than him, who do you think is the world's sexiest anchor man? Oh.
3: Can't say anything.
1: No. Anchorman? It's hard, I know.
3: Other than mm-hmm. him. Can I say one word?
1: I don't think I have
0: Just no. one.
3: favorite.
0: My favorite anchor man other than you? That's Ron it. Burgundy. No, say. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Who, <laughs> who have you meant she didn't get it right, but who have you mentioned over the years that you kinda liked? Like, not locally, but you know, you, you kinda respect. Oh, um, I'm, I'm I don't know. Who? Who'd you say? Go ahead.
0: I don't know. Who did you say? Anderson
2: Cooper. Anderson Cooper.
0: Yeah, I do. Well that's changed a bit over the years but yeah
2: okay so the <laughs> best
1: answer would be tom brokaw
2: i thought that was tom brokaw my, yeah. when you said
3: anchorman i thought the maybe anchors he was him from go down Cincinnati that is now they they're married <laughs> <laughs> tom brokaw
2: here in new york i
0: used to love anderson cooper live in the field i just wish that politics didn't get into national news as much as it has yeah
3: so well, it really does me a bit.
0: yeah go. i just i want them to do what we try to do in local news and that's just stay out of it and give us the news mm-hmm. yeah all
3: right. back to the game sure. all right
1: What's the most disgusting thing you do around the house? <laughs> bad disgusting. habit. Bad habit. A bad habit.
2: Mm. <laughs> 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 okay,
0: he hates that I leave the wipes open, like the there baby wipes. There you
2: go. <laughs> there you go. All right. it's first...
0: disgusting. It's just what lazy.
2: It? I know. <laughs> all right. All right. There's your first $10. I'm
0: actually clean. Right? All right. And I will say this, for all the ladies out there, you'd love him because he's super tidy. Oh, I love he? that. Oh, well, that's great. Yes. But he's, not annoyingly he's tidy. No, no. He's not okay. Not crazy about it, but he, he picks up, he makes the bed, he cleans off the counters. It's, okay. It's nice. The good news
2: is he's not making a mess after you. Right. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Some
1: guys are just... Messy. All
2: right. Next question is worth <laughs> $20. Okay.
1: Mm, what has been your biggest on-air flub?
0: My biggest un- yes. on-air flub?
2: It on air. Oh, oh I didn't no. give all the details, but okay.
0: What? You have to kind of general. before you is that what? okay? So before Mike got here, I was caught with an open mic and and said something silly. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. You yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not, I'm not yeah. clapping yeah. for the open mic. I'm clapping for the money that we. <laughs> it, was really hey, it was really dumb. Don't feel
1: bad. I once went on the air in the middle of a Saturday night broadcast and said a whole part of town where all the big nightclubs were was closed and oh. it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny is honestly the my most embarrassing moment was um I fell off a stage during a live broadcast. <laughs>
2: Oh, very nice. <laughs>
0: but I popped up How like a trooper. <laughs> Just jumped up and acted like a big It happened. was after
3: the bars had closed. Ah! <laughs> Just kidding. Nice. No. Okay, right. so
0: next, I got that
1: one. Yeah. Next
2: question is worth thirty dollars. Okay.
1: If you didn't do T V, what would you do? Um I would be a veterinarian. There you
0: <laughs> go. Yes. All yes. right. Nice. Another 30.
2: <laughs> okay, so so far you guys have made sixty dollars for that the charity good. of your choice. You're at the fifth and final question. Mm-hmm. If you get this question right uh, then you win an even one hundred dollars.
1: Okay. What is your biggest complaint about him?
0: Uh, <laughs> he can be too bossy sometimes. I don't know. It- <laughs> can you think of something
3: more specific that you get annoyed with me all the time about?
0: Your driving. Oh, there you go. Uh, is that it?
1: What about his driving?
0: What about
3: it?
1: He's just
0: very aggressive. No. You are. You're like a like a New York driver.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he he drives like a Northeastern. Complaint Eastern. about me that
0: you park too far away. Okay.
3: See, we didn't get that. I anymore.
0: don't think <laughs> we're getting a list here. It's
3: when I'm driving and you tell me the, where, that we're going to take a right or a left, and oh, I say I've got it, and then oh, I go. Oh,
0: that's true. He's terrible about that. He's always like, I got it, I got it, and then he'll pass an exit but like if know, I don't say something.
1: In my opinion, that does fall under the umbrella of being controlling yeah. because he doesn't want to listen right to what you're telling him. Yes. Jen, right. Was that so, under the
3: umbrella of driving too? Does it all, bit, it all really. so count? Not really. Since it's for charity, yeah, yeah, we're so doing so we're it for charity. The day. Day. So there you go. we're going
1: to cut <laughs> you a little slack. Give you okay. some money. You did. <laughs> you did really well.
2: Well done. Uh, so
1: that was pretty good. Well done. See, we learned a little bit.
2: <laughs> well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. I'm so glad you guys came in. And Mike, I apologize that you've been in this market for over four years now, and this is the first time we've had you in studio. Six years, 2012. Six you've years. been here. Yep. Oh gosh, wow, that's right. That's ridiculous. Love to come
0: Guys, to know that I just have a crush on you guys. I love listening to you guys when I'm hauling the kids off to school when they miss the bus for the fourth time that week, or um, I listen to you guys when I'm in the car. So we love you guys. You know, too. you used to call yeah. in
2: and weigh in. You don't do that as much anymore. You'd I don't want to be attacks. that person that like gets
0: on your nerves, but I'll I'll text you when I have an opinion about don't something. Don't give me Please. an open
2: mic because if if you, if you give me your
3: hotline number oh, and you're no. on an issue, I'll call. No. Oh, yeah. we'll give you the hotline number yeah, anytime. We'll yeah, we
2: would love that. You're you gonna
0: regret that. Our bosses (laughs) wish that he didn't have their cell phone
2: numbers. (laughs) You know, send us a text he didn't mean to send us. Mike is
0: an Uh over-communicator. Hey, you have
2: to in our business.
1: thank God he was. Thank God he pulled you aside. That's right. Because would you have ever brought up that long longing stare
0: no i never would have i would have just let it go and were you kind
1: of sweating it a little bit after it happened i was and i think it even took
0: me you know days if not weeks to even come around because i just was so nervous about the thought of it
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. well i'm glad you agreed because i just think this is cute as all get out (laughs) i do
2: love
0: love connection yeah we're
2: really happy for you guys so congratulations to you please don't be a stranger let's let's try to stay in better touch uh, be sure to watch Mike Dardis and Cherie Palillo weeknights at 5, 5.30, 6 and 11 on News 5.
1: Co-anchors for life.
2: Co-anchors for life. Aww, thank <laughs> That's you. That's never
1: going to go away. Oh, my gosh.
2: Until the first time she cuts me off on the air. And then, you know, <laughs> and then we'll talk see about the that. the new promo package. With, uh, with that being the theme. Oh,
0: yeah. oh, uh, yeah. Tim, right. no, don't encourage them. Do not encourage them. All these people are like, is your wedding going to be broadcasted live? No. It should. No. no. Oh, oh,
2: reporting live from the wedding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we have gotten tons of uh, messages. Um you want to use our venue. Do you can we do the way? can we get
2: you a cake? Can oh. we get you two
3: cakes? <laughs> so this is great.
2: You guys won't have to pay for things. You know? uh, right it's on. not
3: like radio where you guys could have billboards on your backs. We can't do that. No. no. You know, John, John John I think he
2: you know he got married in the in the public eye right. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He was yeah. out there. And they made mm-hmm. some deals too. Oh, so. I know. If, if we see Mike show up in a tux on the set, brought to you by Fulci. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Right.
0: Just delivering the news in a tux. Right. Weather brought with to you a, by a, Fabulous
2: Bridal. Right. Just toss it
3: in between Sit stories,
0: there. you know. <laughs> <laughs> wedding cake sitting between us. Yeah.
1: You could just have a scroll going across the bottom. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. wedding cake provided I'm by
0: sure, I'm sure our yeah. bosses and poor producers would love that. They're like, can we stop talking about this already? Get on with the news, right? Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> All right, gang. Uh, Cherie Palello, Mike, Mark, Dardis. Mark, or Mark whatever. <laughs> Either works, obviously, with Mike me. Mike
0: Palello, great having you Stop on. Stop it.
2: <laughs> we so, love you guys. Thank, thank you, you so much. And the best, best wishes to you both. Thanks, guys.
3: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.